0: hello welcome back to the kingdom conversations podcast whoever's listening however you're listening wherever you're listening we really want to appreciate you uh show gratitude for what you're doing for the podcast um we thank you so much we really hope you continue to come back and get messages and hear the word and hear the different things that the holy spirit lays upon us to give to you guys um there's so much stuff that goes on throughout the day throughout the weeks that you could just talk about so much so we decided to just put it all in podcast form um we just thank you guys again so much for the support um we hope you enjoyed this podcast subscribe if you haven't already on uh whichever platform you're listening to and shalom
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Kingdom Conversations. Uh, I'm Octavian Fulton.
2: And I'm Derek Anderson, Jr. And we are
1: happy to have you guys here again, uh, whichever way you're listening, whether it's through Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, whichever way. We're just so happy that you guys are enjoying the content to come back again. Or if this is your first time hearing it, we hope you guys have a great time hearing it.
2: Um, So how's it going today, Derek? Oh, everything good, man. Um, Really just ready to get into this message or, you know, just talk about some of the things that uh, we've seen and learned and just be able to share with other people.
1: Yeah, so much going on and so much stuff you see in the world. and You know, it's just, you know, with Holy Spirit inside of you and with all the knowledge and understanding that you gain uh, throughout life. You start seeing stuff so much differently. And, you know, Holy Spirit has a lot of stuff to say about all this. So we're just glad that he's using us to go out here and do something positive. Right. One topic uh, I talk about is, um, you know, uh, me and Derek, we go to the same assembly. And the message today that our uh, assistant pastor preached, she was talking about uh, kingdom character. And... I'll speak for myself. I know me. You know, I'm the type of person I want to know the, the 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 deep secrets. of the word, you know, I want the you know what some people would call like you know the big revelations. You know, you be wanting to know stuff. Why like why did Moses hold this in his right hand and in his left? You know, it it has to mean. What does the right hand mean? It has to mean something. You know, just you know, you want to know the the most. Uh, what do you you'd probably say the most advanced things. But today she taught a message on. Uh, kingdom character and messages like that are well needed because sometimes you really need to go back and hear, uh, you know, the basic foundational messages over again to help, uh, you know, make sure that you keep those foundational things in check. Um, because a lot of times we'll get into situations and we'll just be, you know, trying to think of like, man, it gotta be some deep reasoning that I'm messing up something I don't quite understand, you know some deep revelation i haven't gotten yet and a lot of the times it could be something simple as just your faith wavering you know or you in disbelief you in doubt you know and stuff like that and so uh and i know there's a scripture where uh paul uh you know we call him by his hebrew name uh Um, he was talking to one of the assemblies, I forgot which book it was, but he was telling them that he was glad to come and teach them these foundational messages, what they will call the simple messages again, because you need to hear them constantly over and over and over and over. You know? uh, no one needs to think they're so advanced or so far beyond You know, foundational teaching and foundational things, even if it is something as simple as keeping the faith, because you know, uh, in this life, knowing that we have to persevere um uh, for years, you know, uh, let's just say you live 100 years, that's that's persevering and holding on to foundational teachings for multiple years that the enemy could try to come in and do uh, so many different things to try to get us off, get us weary, get us wavering, uh, and not have our uh, foundation anchored in Elohim. So it's really, really good to hear simple teachings sometimes just to get that refresher, that reminder you know, we should never get tired of the word, no matter what form of fashion it comes in. Right. You know? So that's one thing I had.
2: Right. Now, I mean, um, it's really good because I think it was Dr. Miles Monroe. Um, he talked about, it, you know, when somebody turns in their resume, you know, they give you all their accomplishments, their achievements, but they never give you um, their character, like who they actually are. Um, mm-hmm. Even at my job recently, like, you know, somebody got fired. He didn't get fired because he wasn't good at his job. He got fired because of his character. He mm-hmm. was always late. Um, he had an attitude with everybody. Uh, I mean, he kind of did what he wanted to do. But, I mean, he would when it came to him, you know, doing something, I mean, he would go far and beyond. And, you know, that was shown on his resume. But the, they never saw his character. And his character is what really deterred him. I shouldn't say deterred him. His character is what kept him from advancing, you know, in his place of work. And, you know, your character take you further than any, um, I guess you would say, skills will. Yeah. And also, Mm -hmm. you might have all the giftings and the
1: skills. that will get you in the door, but the character is what's going to keep you there. Keep you there.
2: Right. Yeah. And so, Mm -hmm.
1: what Pass always said, character is the speaker of your present and the prophet of your future.
2: Right. And he said a person... well, so you say a person's true character is who they are when nobody's around, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: you know there's no microphones, lights, cameras before <laughs> nothing <laughs> like you know who you are to you know the people that see you um without all that, you know, and even if there aren't people around, everyone knows you know when they actually look in the mirror, unless you know that you, ha- you know some people do have things that they don't realize, but you know uh most of the times a lot of people do know. You know who uh, who they are, and they could be honest with themselves that they struggle with some things. And some people do know, and they just don't want to admit it, or just you know face the fact of it. But it has to be addressed. You know, uh, running from situations, running from issues, trying to sweep stuff under the rug. I mean, you know, you can keep sweeping up under under the rug, but sooner or later, that rug will be sitting up high. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'll know, see what's underneath. Right. So. Yeah, that's that's just one thing I had, you know, just to start it off. You know, it was it was just a really good message today,
2: you know, just to
1: be reminded of some things and learn some new things, you know, because uh, character is, is just definitely needed. You know, it reminds me of Moses, uh, Moshe, uh, what we call him, uh, when... You know, the reason why he didn't make it into the promised land is because, you know, he didn't uh, represent who Elohim was effectively to the people. Um, he had a character flaw in that his anger uh, yes. would rile up a lot and mm-hmm. he let his anger lead him to disobey who Elohim was. And that couldn't uh, happen because you're supposed to be the representation of me to the people. So you basically doing that. Um, you know, you got to step down, you know, right. and that's also one thing we have to learn, you know, uh, there are, you know, positions and areas that we can be in that, hey, you know, you make mistakes, okay, let's, you know, get this stuff done, get back together and get it going, but, you know, Moshia, he was in a position of where when he made a mistake, you know, he. I mean, that was permanent, you know, right. he had to step down, so right. that's another
2: lesson in that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, at that time, it was a lot of zero tolerance and, um, the thing about Moshe, you know, Scripture talks about that um anger does not produce the righteousness that Elohim wishes to see. And it's not really for us to get angry and do anything. He's the one that um basically, um, I'll say, lashes out in anger against those who oppose him. Uh, it's not for us to do the deceitment, it's for him to do it. And mm-hmm. like you were saying, Moshe, in his position, he was there to represent the Father. And... um. One thing that I, you know, he got riled up with was, um, like you say, he got angry. But if you look at Yeshua, because somebody tried to, I say this because somebody tried to point this out, and my wife was telling me about it how you had our, uh, um, people in the, you know, the Torah to Tanakh, how they would do different things, and people try to justify what they did and, um, live by it. But we're not to live by, you know, what people did then, we're, we're to learn from it. And our blueprint, who we are supposed to follow, is Yeshua. And when you saw Yeshua got, get angry, which he did, um, he got. He, most of the time he got angry because of people's disbelief. And that was actually one of the reasons he wept, because he got so angry with disbelief. I mean, b- because of their disbelief. Uh, but he never lashed out because of his anger. The only time we really see him lash out, I think we talked about it when he uh, drove the people out of the uh, temple. But uh, that was actually him fulfilling another scripture where it talked about, you know, the passion for uh, his temple would consume him. I believe this. I'm uh, paraphrasing a little bit. Um, But I mean, a lot of that, that's what that was. And there is nothing wrong with emotions, but it's how we use them. And, you know, we see how Moshe's emotions, they got the best of him Um, because, you know, uh, Sheol, Paul, he talks about crucifying the emotions. Um, because we're not to be led by emotions, we'll be led by the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah. And that's really, really important because, um,
2: like you said, there's nothing wrong with anger.
1: It's just, you know, what are you using it towards, you know? Right. I was just talking to pastor recently and he was telling me, you know, instead of letting, you know, cause we all have, you know, thoughts that come in our mind because, you know, we don't war against flesh and blood, but we war, we war against, you know, uh, principalities. And, you know, so we all have, like, thoughts in our minds that come and things like that. And, you know, he told me, like, you know, um, instead of, you know, letting those thoughts make you angry and uh, placing that anger in places that it shouldn't, you should take that anger and uh, use it against those thoughts that are trying to come in and plague your mind because, you know, they're trying to, those are strongholds that you have to uh, pull down that's exalting itself against, you know, what the word tells you, uh, as Mm -hmm. the scripture says. And so you should take that anger and place it there against the enemy because, you know, uh, he's the adversary,
2: you know,
1: and you have to place, you know, know how to place that anger. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it is, you know, anger can be used in a good way. You know, I know uh, growing up, they used to make you think you shouldn't get angry at all. You know, Mm -hmm. if you showed uh, anger, you were out of the flesh. I mean, you out of the spirit, period. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's not the case.
2: Right. Um, no, that's good, man. I mean, that's all I had on that. Um, I guess I could share one of my topics. Yeah. Uh, let's see what I had. One, like you talked about how you reminded of the character. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Dr. Larry talked about this uh, during scripture study. Midweek scripture study. One thing that he said was when we are in Elohim's will, we are always fresh because you're doing everything that you know He's called and purposed you to do. And if you're in order, then I mean, there's nothing but um joy, there's nothing but peace. So, all that you're doing and all that you have, um, I mean, you're living a fulfilled, successful life in the earth, you're, you're dominating. As a kingdom citizen, because you're uh, opera, work walking the dominion that He's given you. Um, so it's only when we get out of His will that we have, you know, issues. We're always tired, always stressed, always worried because we're doing things that are out of His will.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, that was just one thing, like you said, about the care. That was one thing that I was reminded of. And so you know, always see Elohim's will. I mean, you could be like we're doing now, you know, talking about the word, studying the word, reading the word. But one that this is actually goes and ties with another one of my points. But it's um, people who are doing a lot of work in ministry. That doesn't necessarily mean you're in his will.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because if we look at um, Saul or... Um, who was it? King, i say King Saul. Um, I mean, he basically lost the anointing because he got out of the will and he started disobeying him. I mean, you could be doing many works in the ministry, but that doesn't mean that um, the way that your life is living is pleasing to Elohim. Um, because we know that Elohim can use anybody. He used the donkey to speak.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so... There are um, a lot of people who are, you know, doing things that are out of his will, but they think that the life they are living is pleasing to him and religion, you know, is the kind of one of the main ones.
1: Yeah, we have to. Um, and I'm so glad for the teaching uh, that we have now, because, you know, with the breakdown that we had of Genesis, where we see that um, well Adam got his uh, purpose and also he got his vision and learning that every man uh, and, you know, woman, they have vision. Um, it was so great to hear that because then you could entreat Elohim and uh, try to learn exactly what your path was, you know, what your giftings was, what your vision was, because it seemed like growing up that everybody wanted to be a pastor. Yeah. You know, and I mean, that's, that's a great thing, but that's not for everybody. You know, uh, everybody has different roles. And, and at the end of the day, we're all supposed to be uh, people that go out and spread the word, get people saved, uh, right. dominate the earth. But uh, you're right. There's a lot of people who think that just because they're doing a bunch of things in the ministry that they're pleasing Elohim. You know, basically people are trying to go. Uh, make a path for themselves and then go to Elohim and tell him to bless it. Uh, I put that on Facebook the other day that it seems like people just feel like Elohim made them for them to take advantage of him and run over him. Mm -hmm. You know, like, hey, I do what I want and then you come bless it. No, it don't work like that. I I made you with a purpose, with a plan, with a vision, with all this in mind so you could come and do my will, not your own. Correct. I'm the creator, not you. You know mm-hmm. i i have a plan for all this and you know um and a lot of people will take that as like oh well if i can't do what i want and so that that that's just disconnection you don't know any better right you know, if, if we could sit you know uh steve jobs would have lost his mind if one day his iphones just woke up and said hey man i understand that phone stuff but i ain't doing it you know i I want to go be a barista at Starbucks. You know, it don't make no (laughs) sense. Like, look, look, you a phone. You designed to be a phone. Everything's in you to be a phone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once we get into understanding Elohim's will for us and uh, what his plans for our life, and we understand that we're built for that, we'll enjoy what we're built to Mm do. Correct. So uh, we have to just really, really, it's it's still people just trying to have their own self-will. Trying to be independent, Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean you could do that, but don't expect, uh, you know, Elohim to bless what you're doing.
2: Right, right, because many people are taking their gifts and using in these places, and they're getting success from it. Because I mean, you see it a lot of times with singers. um, You see it a lot of times with prophets. um, I mean, it's just they just exploit. I mean, their gifts are exploited, really. but you really hit the nail on the head. You, you know, we talked about people and I was just reminded of a scripture scripture. Uh, we talk about people who, you know, doing uh, works and ministry like pastors and stuff like that. But it's not necessarily what they were called to do. You know, uh, Yeshua said, first of all, you know, he said, I come not to do my will, but the will of my father. Then he also says in Matthew chapter seven, um, you know, where it talks about uh, the, the those that were saying, well, we cast out demons in your name. And we prophesied in your name. Uh, but he was like, you know, he was telling that you know, uh, the father say, I never knew you. Because they didn't ha- they didn't do his will that they were doing all these mighty works, but um, uh, they didn't do what he designed them to do. He they didn't do what he I should say he called them to do, predestined them to do. Many people can see a prophet and say, well, I want to do that because you see that a lot today, because that's the way we're taught. We're taught to see something and then go do it. But that's not always the case because I mean that really comes down to the identity crisis, and that's a whole teaching in itself. Yeah. Many people don't know who they are, and so when they see some someone or something that they like, they become that. Um, yeah, that's that's why you have so many. Um, I was talking to my wife about this. Like if you <laughs> you look at shows like Hey Arnold, um, what was another one? Recess, you know, all these old cartoons, you know, older cartoons we used to watch. If you look at all the black kids, why all of them got to be athletes? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, um, uh, you know, if you look at a lot of black kids today in America, that's all they want to be is athletes
1: or musicians. You know, you have so much of that nowadays, you know, so many kids hearing their favorite rapper and everybody wants to go, you know, be a SoundCloud rapper. It's like, you know, (laughs) the music that you see, you're you're just enticed by the gift that that person has. And really that gifting is nothing but showing a fraction, a fraction of the the power and the might of Elohim that he's placed in these people. And that's what Mm -hmm. you get enticed by. That's what you see as amazing. And then it makes you think, man i want to be that person but at the same time if you figured out who you were and your giftings and things like that your gift would make room for you and put you in front of yes. mighty people like the scripture says and people yes. would see what's inside of you and they would marvel that and people would come to you for what you <laughs> have just as well as you was chasing behind a single like that but you know man it, it it's so much that can be said but you know in, in today's society, you know, with how they worship celebrities and, you know, all these different people, you know, uh, it's it's like they just put, put the, you know, the children in prime position and just be like, you know, I want to be like him. I want to be like this. I want to be like that. You know, mm-hmm. how, many, how many people are wearing Jordans now just because they want to be like Michael Jordan and thought if they bought his $300 shoes, they could go ball like him.
2: <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, and I think there's a lot of that has to do with the fashion as well. It's so much with and then, you know, with social media it's all about your image now, about how you look and how you appear. Um, it's so much being placed on the image. You see somebody, um and then another thing, you know, with the image, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff because many people think how celebrities look and how people look um online that's how they look in person, but that's not always true. We got Photoshop today, <laughs> <I> re- <laughs> and then all this makeup and you know, all type of stuff. I'm like, do y'all not realize this is not how these people actually look? Like this is edited to look this way. Like people don't look like the pictures that they have. I guess you would say on social media, it's a lot of um, stun or front, as people would say.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the thing about that is. You know, you can go on a lot about social media, this fake image that has uh, that people are trying to put up the people who are literally doing it will tell you, man, a lot of times it's hard to try to put up this image that's fake. Like I try to live my life as being a person of perfection when it's not possible and it stresses me and strains me to try to keep trying to put up this image. And then next thing you know, it leads to people having depression or, you know, uh, self-doubt, low self-esteem and things like that. And a lot of that is leading, you know, people into uh, depression and so a lot of people, you know, suicide. It was a famous um, YouTuber recently that just passed that uh, people are saying he might have had some type of mental illness. But at the same time, in his last video, he did. He said that, you know, uh, he wanted his story to help people understand that this internet age is really, you know, uh, absorbing kids and having kids Mm -hmm. feeling like they have to be this and you have to be that and you have to be radical and you have to be wild for anybody to care about you and things like that. And um, he said uh, him doing that, he pushed everybody away that uh, cared about him. He lost a lot of friends and things like that. And the enemy is so crazy. He's in all this. Yes. In all this, this suicide epidemic that's going on and things like that. man. he I mean, he just sits back and he's he's just happy. He wants to destroy mankind, you Mm -hmm. know, and uh,
2: he's just happy about it. So uh, you're right when it comes to that social media. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, scripture talks about him being the author of Confusion. And that's what people have, you know, not knowing who they are, not knowing, you know, what they, you know, a lot of kids today say, I don't know what I want to do, what I'm supposed to expect, you know, we both went to college. Um, (laughs) I changed my, um, you know, they say people change their majors, how many, like three times in college? Yeah. Um, Uh, and I was, yeah. And then I got the call, like, I ain't, I'm not going to change my major. I'm going to stick to being an engineer. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And I end up changing my major like two or three times, um, because i didn't really know what i wanted to do um and that's what a lot of you know that they teach today you know you go to college to find out what you want to do um and different things like that but that's not the case and the like you were saying the enemy is behind this because he knows that if you find out who you truly are and what you truly can do then you're a threat to him yeah um yeah, well, that could lead in uh,
1: you know college. Saying uh, old college is where you go to figure out who you are and what you want to do. Like, well, what's your parents for? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. So your your parents, you know, they say um, uh, you know, I don't I don't want to beat up on anybody, but you know, they say especially mothers. But you know, they say your mother and your father they're supposed to know who you are more than anybody. Well, if that's mm-hmm. the case, you should be able to see in your child the giftings that they have. Right, And the way that the Lord wants to lead uh, them in their life and what areas that they should go based on the foundations that you know was your relationship and connection to the father. So and this society is taking parents out of we could have a whole episode on how <laughs> parenting has become, you know, just I'm talking about as soon as the kids can walk, hold their own bottle. And do whatever they're like. Oh man, you know, they're their own person, they have their own life, let them do what they want to do. I'm like, Well, what are you here for? Right. So but mm-hmm. uh, another topic uh I had was and this is, you know, kinda going into the uh entertainment sports round, but there was an NFL quarterback, uh the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, Andrew Luck.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, he suddenly retired at the <laughs> age of 29, and he said it was because uh, he, he felt exhausted because he was uh, one of the people that everyone knew that he would always get injured a lot. Um, and he said he just got exhausted because it, he just keep going through the process of, I get injured, um, you know, I'd have to go in recovery. And then come back, I'd get injured again, have to go into rehab, come back, and he was like, you know that psych that cycle was such a psychological mental drain for him right um and a lot of times you know when you uh a lot of things like that in your life are signs that you mm-hmm. need to you know look out for and watch out for, but the main thing uh, about it that got me was that uh fans literally booed him mm-hmm. and got mad at him and things like that because he made a decision for himself that was the best for him and he felt like was great, uh, the best decision for him and his family.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: uh, people hated him for him. The only thing they cared about was like, what, this football, man, people get hurt. Lace up your boots and go get us a Super Bowl. (laughs) You know, like, and that's all they cared about. And uh, I say all that to say this, we really have to make sure that we're doing things in life uh, for Elohim and not for man. Because as, as you can see, he probably walked around that city um, and they probably made him feel like a hero. You know, you are a quarterback. We love you with this, with that, and with the other. And this is why Pastor says all the time that they don't love you. They love that gift that yes. you have. Yeah. Yeah. And so when he finally decided, like, hey, you know, I want to make a decision for me that's best for me, for my family. And I want to make sure, you know, that. I could, you know, my goodness, you know, with the life that these football players live, a lot of these people, you know, end up with serious injuries that affects their life the rest of their life. You know, Mm and you probably thought like, man, I keep getting injured. I want to be able to go out here and run and chase my kids and not be a person with a horrible limp the rest of my life just because some fans wanted me to keep going out there, you know, and injuring myself just because y'all wanted a Super Bowl ring.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you really have to make sure you don't have your trust in man because man will let you down, man. Every you time. know, uh, imagine him, you know, folding, going against his own better judgment, and giving into the pressure just because people want him for to keep playing football. And it's really a sad thing. And I hope he really, you know, uh, looks at this and learns something from it because it, it's sad that people really treat him that way just because uh, of their own selfish reasons of
2: wanting him to play football. No. Nah, um, that's a great point. I mean, and I told um, entertainment when it came to, you know, black people entertainment, um, but even with uh, athletes in general, you see that people treat them just like they're trading cards, like they're not even real people. Mm-hmm so their feelings don't come into play there, you know, like you were saying their mental stability, um, that was one, um, who was it? Derrick Rose, you know, he kept getting injured after he became the, what the youngest, the NBA's youngest MVP. Yep. He kept in- getting injured. And I think he stopped playing for a while. I forgot what team he was playing for at the time, but he said it was too much. It was a mental strain on him because he kept getting injured and it- it's the same thing. Um, and I know a guy, personally, I went to school, high school with him. Uh, he had an opportunity to play in the MLB, and he declined. Uh, and you're starting to see that a lot more now. One guy, uh, I think it was last year, he got drafted, and he like quit um, right after he got drafted. Um, what a lot of players are starting to see now is that they value it. Because being an athlete, like you're, you really no longer belong to yourself. You belong to a team. Yeah. Uh, Whatever you you know, whenever they got practice, you gotta have anything. You gotta be there the games. I mean, basketball eighty two games, baseball, it's over a hundred, ain't it? It's it's way more. <laughs> I know it's more than basketball. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like these seasons, alone, these people get like no time with their families. Uh, yeah. But we don't look at it like that. We just see, I want to be entertained. I want to see how great they can be at this sport. I want to see their stats. I want, you know, they want to see all that. I mean, it's just like, like I say, they're just trading cards. But these are people, too. Yeah, a lot of times we forget they are people, um,
1: you know. And we like to idolize them and put them on certain levels. Right. I remember I was hearing someone talk about uh, the NBA and they said that, you know, man, it's a common thing that when uh, the game's going to halftime that the basketball players go into the locker room and the first thing they go and grab is their cell phone mm-hmm. because they want to go on Twitter and see what everyone's saying about them. And, you know, they're, they're taking all that peer pressure, people's opinions and things like that. And it's basically, you know, uh a part of who they are. They let it help them make their decisions and they let it uh, bother them and get to them. And, you know, you really, you really don't think about it, you know, from the other side, because like I said, you really don't see them as humans. Mm
2: -hmm. Almost.
1: Um, you see them as just like, you know, man, he, you know, uh, people say this all the time, man, he making $50 million. He better not be complaining. (laughs) Are you, are you serious, man? Uh, Mm. -hmm. So that's uh, all I had on that
2: one. Okay, I got uh, another topic um, I wanted to kind of get into was this whole and this is kind of you know current. Everybody got social media now. This whole Popeyes and Chick fil A marketing, mm-hmm. like Popeyes has made so much money off of this off of <laughs> off of people sharing. You know this debate between them and Chick fil A, mm-hmm. uh, and it's been free advertising. Uh, and I was looking at something one day. I was wondering how some it was something. I can't even think of what it was. It, it was along the lines of how somebody becomes famous or how something gets value. But um basically the whole point of whatever I was looking up, it was people. Whatever people, you know, invest into, whatever they like, like that's how it becomes popular and that's how uh, this industry will become, I guess you would say wealthy, because people pour into it. And it's the, the same concept with this, because you know, it's, it's been a whole craze on social media about, you know, which who had the better chicken sandwich, Popeye's or Chick-fil-A. And I, I, I speak somewhat for the black community, because um, <laughs> that's all you've been seeing is black people posting in the line at Popeye's has been crazy long. And I'm just like, if we could come together And you know, take the wealth that you know we have in the black community because you know, over fifty percent, or is it? It may be fifty percent, or it may be half the people in America, uh, black half of Black Americans are in poverty. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, if we could use our money to invest, work together to start businesses, pass down, well, get life insurance policies, please. Do something in order to get out of the current situation that we're in.
1: Yeah, I agree. You see how much. I mean, they said they gave them millions of dollars worth of marketing
2: that they really didn't
1: even have to pay for uh, just because, you know, people are doing all these challenges or. Food reviews or you know even from the you know your biggest youtube stars all the way down to your grandmother that just know how to hold the camera in front of her face (laughs) you know everybody's doing these um Popeyes um videos and it makes me think the same thing man that if the black community you know because you know we like to talk about so much how we're oppressed and this and that. And yes, there are, you know, laws in place and there is systematic racism and things like that. But at the same time, like what, what are we going to do to help ourselves? You know, uh, what are we doing that we're going to make the change for ourselves and not just, you know, expect waiting and expecting hand handouts, because we don't see the things that we're doing, like, you know, supporting this Popeyes, we could be doing it for ourselves. You could be doing it for your local black business. You could be, you know, uh, just as much as you post and uh, promote, make videos about things, you could be doing it for your own people and for your own business and stuff like that. So, And you see so many other races doing it. And, I mean, you know, it's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with helping yourselves. There's nothing wrong with it, you know. Um, And like I say, you see so many other cultures doing it. You know, I, I go out places, and you will see whole shopping malls that are just—you know—I uh, don't know exactly uh, the nationality, but it's Asian-owned. You know, they have dentist office, medical offices, uh, grocery stores. I mean, all of it in the same complex. <laughs> you know, they stick together. They—they they understand that when they came from where they were to here, that they wanted to build what they had there here, but they just had better opportunities you know, here to grow more and amass more. Um, And we lost that, you know, we we lost that mindset, you know, when it came to slavery and things like that. And, you know, uh, the separation that uh, they implanted in their minds and things like that through that process. So it's it's really, really sad. I mean, you know, people might say like, oh man, y'all taking this too serious. It's just a chicken sandwich. But I mean, uh, you're not thinking hard enough, Mm. you know, and that's why, you know, we're going to, the phrase says, "If you want something that you never had, you have to do something that you never done yeah, yeah. so you you have to realize that if the way I'm going is getting me the same result, something gotta change, and it first starts with the way you think stop stop denying and talking about people, and you know they're not uh they're taking it too serious, like life is serious, you only got one, you gotta do it right, you know right, so yeah, yeah. I agree with you,
2: yeah, and um. Uh... Unity, uh, and that's one thing about the Black community. Because I know we are talking about you know the kingdom message, and this is a part of the kingdom message. Because that's uh, if you look in the book of uh, I think it's called Messiah Acts, mm-hmm. you'll see that um, the believers, you know, the ones that had the the wealth, they were selling land and giving money, so you know everybody could be. That was uh, an example of kingdom commonwealth. Everybody uh, receiving. Um, I guess you would say, or I should say have the same access to wealth, because they were selling land and giving it um to those who didn't, you know, those that were poor, let me say that. And this is not asking for a handout, because I believe, you know, if they did the reparations today, I don't think, you know, black Americans should receive money, because I'm not saying that they should work for nothing, but some type of way to help uh, the black community because it was caused by the United States. People talk about, well, why is it that they should have to do something? You know, I did. I didn't get this and I didn't get that. But what happened to black Americans was caused by America. And this would just mm-hmm. be a way of them repairing what was done in the past. And once uh, America, you know, if they gave black people land, if they gave them free education, if they did something, that would uh level the playing field for them. What you know had happened over what four hundred you no know, happened four hundred years. If they do so, well you know then you had Jim Crow. If they do something for that, then you know there would be nothing that Black Americans can say. Um, and they talk mm-hmm. about some you know programs they have now like um, what's it called? Um, I okay, can affirmative action. And things like that. And they have a lot of things set aside for minorities. But I'm like, this is not just for black Americans. But this goes into, you know, the kingdom message, because the thing about the kingdom message is all about everybody being one. It's all about everybody being on the same playing field. And um, that's one thing that the enemy doesn't want people to see, because if he and this is actually another one of my points uh, that I want to bring up. Was that the enemy understands that if there are more people, there is more power. That's why yeah. when people were given selling land and stuff like the Ananias and Sapphires, they didn't, you know, they didn't die because they lied. They died because they broke their unity. They, mm-hmm. they, uh, they broke something. It, it was, I mean, the Holy Spirit had just came and then you know it, it was flowing through the people. They were all working and operating together. Everybody getting restored, delivered, and then you just come and you just that, you know. The chain that breaks it i mean it kind of goes back to you know in, in times of um of, of moshia when you had people who rebelled against him who you know sinned and did, hoping they were put to death and people see that as being harsh and it, you got to understand what was taking place what was taking place elohim was building unity he couldn't have any flaws because the people that were going to come from them were going to um be those that that were also leaders so You know, scripture talks about even a a little leaven, uh, a little yeast, a little sin, you know, it'll grow and it'll spread. It'll leaven the whole lump. And this is what he was trying to do, trying to get this out of there because he's building something now. And so if we have this kingdom mindset of understanding that the king, when he says something, is there to be obeyed and not just to be said, he's looking for those that are willing and obedient, looking for those that are have an open heart to do his will. And once you get that understanding, you'll see that. Well, the things that are happening in my life are not beca- are not caused because the father hates me or he doesn't want this with me. They're caused because I'm not willing to be obedient. I didn't mean to go, you know, go off on it, but
0: <laughs>
1: oh man, it needs to be heard, man. Because I mean, you're saying something that the Holy Spirit wants to uh, get out here, and I mean, you're right. You know, the the kingdom message and the kingdom itself, uh, the kingdom of heaven, is all about justice. It's about equality you know, fair treatment, equal playing field for all, you know, so uh, if we live in a country that claims, you know, that, you know, uh, they're one nation under God, you know, there could be many type of gods, but, you know, Christianity wants to say that, you know, uh, they want to say that the, you know, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob is the one. If you were truly under that person, you would see, you would look at the uh, other people in your country this wage gap and how impoverished certain areas and things are. And you would want to go do something to change that. Yes, you can't help people who don't want to be helped. And no, I'm not the type of person that just saying, go out and hand out money. Neither. I I don't, (laughs) you know, I don't throw pearls or swine. No, I do. I cast seeds in bad ground, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, but at least we could go out here and try to give these people some type of knowledge, put finance in schools, You know, how to how to learn about money and things Mm -hmm. like that, you know, and the thing about it is the reason why it doesn't happen like that in society is because the people who have the power to do stuff like this majority of them do not care. Right. You know, conservatism is all about keeping things that the way the the way they were, you know, that's Mm -hmm. why they hate seeing stuff change so much in certain directions, because we try to conserve the ideology and how things were, how when we first made this country, mm-hmm. or you know the foundational principles of what they think America is. So it's 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 not going to change much because the people who have the power to change things—I'm talking about higher ups and things like that—you know, your politicians and stuff like that—they don't want any change. Most of them don't. There are people who get into uh, politics because they want change. But, you know, we constantly don't see change as much as we should because, I mean, the people, uh, people don't care like they say they do. You know, a lot of this political stuff is just a show. Mm-hmm. You know, give me your vote, and after that, you
2: know, I'll think about it. <laughs> uh, and, and like Octavian's saying, it, it is, and it's not saying that we are liberals or Democrats or anything like that. Like, I... Uh, we're not pushing for any political party. He just explained what's going on in, you know, with conservatives. Ain't you know, with Democrats, a lot of them, uh have things that oppose the kingdom. Like, ain't no tomorrow's is full of, full of lawlessness. Oh, um, yeah, we could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just kingdom ambassadors. You know, we we speak truth, right, and shed and, light on
1: situations.
2: So, right. And it's not to, you know, pick a side or pick any favoritism because the only thing that we're here to speak is the words. And it is, you know, not to give any of our our opinions and not to say, you know, that we're um uh, what should I say, that we're the type of people that um I, I gotta figure out a way to word this because you know, people will come to you and say, Well, why do you get to say this or why do you get to say that? You know, they looking at you like you're always judging them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Scripture actually does teach us to judge, uh, which judgment is really discernment. And that's what, uh, if you look at, was it, Numbers 12 or 16, when Korah opposed Mosheah and uh, Elohim told them, you know, they're not opposing you, they're opposing me. And that was when the earth swallowed them up. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you got to realize that you, Scripture talks about those that were um, given, those, what is it, the fivefold ministry, you know, it's really seven, those that were uh, given to be apostles, prophets, uh, pastors, teachers, evangelists, like, all of that was for the equipping of the ministry. Well, I should say mm-hmm. equipping other people. And that's one thing. I'm not trying to get too far off topic, uh, but the whole point I'm just trying to say is that everything that we're saying here is to uh, to help people and um, or, or help believers and those that want to be believers, because it's so much false information being passed around and so much uh, weakness being passed around. Like people don't even talk about politics or homosexuality or uh, things such as that. And then, you know, when Octavian was talking about going and helping the poor, like, you know, many people in religion, you know, you're, they'll, they'll be filthy rich and then everybody in their congregation struggling uh which makes you know no sense and and just tell them well just get saved that's all you gotta do be said go to go to Africa on missions and say uh well as long as they got saved they believe in Jesus they got saved they got this well one thing that Yeshua taught was that there's a better lifestyle like when he (laughs) when they needed food he turned he was able to multiply and they had food enough for what over five thousand when he needed money he sent who did he send to get the money out the fish mouth um, whenever they needed something, he was able to do it. Like, there wasn't anything on the earth that, you know, he couldn't do. And we understand that money is a tool in order to get things done. And nobody should be living in a poverty, diseased area because one thing, you know, poverty creates is, is a poverty mindset. And it's so much that goes on in poverty from sexual assault to, you know, miseducation to... um What else is there? Just a home that is filled with, you know, basically nothingness like uh, people don't receive the same type of lifestyle. I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about, you know, wisdom, talking about um, opportunities, resources, the things that they get to experience in life. They don't have it as much as those that are considered wealthy. And that's something that has to be addressed because as Octavian was saying before, we're all here to be king we're all kingdom citizens. We all have access to the you know, to the same king, the same Elohim. And we're actually here so many people are looking for a blessing, but we're actually here to be a blessing to others. And there's a scripture and you can stop me anytime, Octavian. Um No nah, man need to be heard, you know. <laughs> and there's a scripture where it talks about I have to find it. Um this guy, um uh, that had there was this poor man living out you can help me out on this one. This poor man that was living outside um his gate and um the man never went out to help him and the guy ended up dying and it's in script like I said, it's in scripture and he um basically saw the poor man and uh but he was in hell.
1: And oh, you he, talking
2: about uh the rich man and uh Lazarus? Right. Um uh, and he was telling them um, that he wanted them to send his brother, uh, send somebody from the, de- from the dead to his brother so his brother would believe in the message because he didn't believe. But this man was basically rich and he went to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and scripture talks about what uh, profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul. Mm-hmm. So like all this money and all this wealth that people have on this earth you're using it to satisfy yourself and you're not using it to help your brother. And, you know... Go ahead. You know, one thing I really want to... I hope people get
1: from this podcast is... You know, people might listen to this podcast and think, like like I said before, they take this stuff, you know, so, so serious. One of the greatest things that the enemy ever did was to make people believe he wasn't real. Right. You know, we grew up... um I'll say for myself, I knew where I grew up in areas of poverty and a lot of things that you see and a lot of things that you witnessed or heard of and things like that. Like uh, Derek would say, you know, sexual assault and, and all these other things that go on. Those are hellish things that have went on in this earth. I mean, you know, things that even people that are, you know, not born again would sit there and just say, how could people do things like this? And it's because we are fighting not against things that are flesh and blood. It's, you know, there is spiritual uh, battles going on. People dealing with so many things and, you know, wondering, you know, people will literally do things and be like, I don't know what got into me. And if Mm -hmm. I know what got into you, you know, (laughs) you you let something uh, spiritual or, 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 you know, this force influence you into doing something. And I just want people to be able to get from this podcast that life is serious. You know, Mm -hmm. that, that the enemy is serious. He is doing whatever he can to destroy mankind. And in every, he, he, he's so crafty. He, you know, he was one of the most intelligent beings that Elohim ever created. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's so crafty. And he has thousands of years of experience of working with mankind and uh, deceiving mankind Um, there's so much going on in this world that people are looking for answers and people just, you know, want to know the truth and how is this going on? How can that go on? You know, people have been through things and, you know, all these different situations and they're looking for truth. And there's so many different religions and beliefs and things out, out here that really give a whole bunch of false hope and, you know, answers that sound good, but leave nowhere. We really hope this podcast can just be a place where people come and see how truly serious we should take life and truly get answers from things that they've probably been searching for, you know, trying to figure out and things like that, because it's, it's, it's really not a game out here at all. You know, I can remember, uh, when I, whenever, you know, the times I was living, when I wasn't born again, you just live life day by day. And it was all a joke, man. Just, you know, mm-hmm. go through your phone, look at what's the latest on social media, listen to some music, you know, hang out with your friends. And, you know, that's it. That was life. And life is so much more than that. And, you know, that's the the type of mind the enemy want us in, docile, yes. you know.
2: So, yeah, that's what I had to say. Well, that's all I got because I think we might be out of time. Yeah, we 50 minutes in. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one more thing I could say.
1: Um, one thing I, uh, Elohim was really leading me to say on this podcast is, you know, this is something that I have to remind myself of on the daily is to make sure that we're patient in this life. Um, you know, we live in a society nowadays where it seems like everything happens so fast, you know. Uh, we're spoon-fed, everything. Stuff is moving, you know, at fast paces and things like that. I mean, you get news so fast. you you'd hear one thing on the news and then the next minute you're hearing 20 other things. You know, it's like you could learn something and then forget you ever learned it in the next five minutes. So we really have to learn to be uh, patient in this life, you know, um, and I'll use finances as an example because, you know, a lot of people can relate to that. You know, many of us grew up in situations and backgrounds and things like that where we didn't come from wealth. We didn't come from generational wealth. We didn't come from you know, having the best situations or having access to many things and stuff like that. Many of us wasn't even taught the, the rules and uh, the principles and the precepts and the laws that govern finance and things like that. So we have to understand that in this life that we have to be patient with ourselves. We have to be patient enough to realize that we have to gain knowledge, take that knowledge and be able to understand it. And then be able to turn that understanding into wisdom and wisdom is basically the application of what you understand actually going out and doing it. So we have to be patient with ourselves to do that. And then once we got that wisdom going, we have to be patient again and knowing that you're planting seeds and those seeds have to take time to grow. You know, you're not just going to plant a seed in the ground and then it sprouts up into a full grown tree overnight. You know, um, we have to be patient. And so, You know, when it comes to things like finances that many of us, you know, some of us, we we will, you know, have to work very, very hard, you know, until we get into our, like, late 30s, 40s and some 50s before we really start seeing, like, okay, now I'm really at a point to where, like, I don't have to work as hard as I did when I was first sowing seeds. And now I can live a life to, you know, where I feel comfortable and where I want. And, And, you know, for some, it'll happen earlier. But, We really just, you know, have to be patient and persevere and things like that because we just have to realize, you know, a lot of us don't come from the same backgrounds and situations. And we shouldn't let our obstacles that we are going through in life, you know, stop us from persevering, you know, let us, you know, quit, get ourselves down and things like that. And, you know, with all that understood, you know, especially with the persevering part, we have to also remember that none of this is Elohim's fault that we're in a position that people can be in positions that they're in because none of this, how the world is is going right now was his plan and it's still not his plan. You know, we have to learn that, you know, everything good comes from him. Nothing bad, nothing evil, none of that. All that's the enemy and his wicked plan. So, um, Let's just keep in mind also because you know a lot of people can go through a lot of things and then next thing you know they're blaming Elohim. Why is life so hard? Why are you making me go through this? Why is this? Why is that? We have to we just have to sit down, gain some knowledge, gain some uh understanding, and we'll be able to see things so much clearly and stop stressing ourselves out and stuff like that, because you know, Elohim wants what's best for you. And when it comes to stuff like finances, that's readily available for you. The thing about it is, you have to know how to go access it. The door's right there; you just need the key to unlock it. And we just need to go figure out the keys of the kingdom, so that we can uh, so that we can go unlock all these things that's already readily available to us. You know, once we got born again, the scripture says that we have uh, we have already been blessed with all of. Uh, things you know in heaven so um that's just what i wanted to say you know because in heaven there is no lack there is wealth you know and those are the things that he wants for you so you've already been blessed with that we just need to figure out how to go get it so let's just stay patient uh in this life because it's it's a lot of things that's going on that will try to get you down make you quit and all this so that's what i had to say
2: No, that's really
1: good, man. Uh, I don't have any comments. Okay. So uh, we thank you guys for uh, tuning in to the podcast. Um, We hope you guys come back next week for our next episode. We appreciate you guys so much. Shalom.
0: And that's the end. Thank you guys so much for listening all the way to this point. Uh, we just want to thank you guys and ask you to be patient with us we know that the sound quality isn't as good as it could be but we're working in the background to get more uh, equipment for you guys so that it can be better quality and we just thank you so much for your patience Um, once again subscribe if you haven't already and shalom